Oh, pretty good. We're going to hear good news about uh, how field day went. Son of a... Alright, maybe you know the answer to this. So, have you ever had on these Windows 10 systems, you keep hitting Control-Alt-Delete, and it's just... the only thing you can do is shut the darn thing yeah, down. Yeah, that's what I've read, too. Um, Irritating. I have a ticket in on my computer. I get it all the time. Thumbs up after you put it to sleep. Line guy, that's pretty funny. Well, I figured we aren't going to run out of lines. No, we're not. <laughs> Maybe if everybody knows. You're an optimist. <laughs> so when did you lose the beard? Well, back. Well, back. Long it's time. been a while since I've been to one of these meetings sure. in person. Usually just over Skype. So. Oh, okay, you can't see me. You can only see my computer. What is that? What? Open face uh, country fried steak sandwich. Oh. Or chicken fried steak sandwich. One of the gals in the office brought this in. Sort of a, uh, a taco plate. Hmm. It's good, but <laughs> that looks better. So did you go to any other club field days? Yeah, I went to South Bay after. You did? Yeah. Where did they do it? They ended up back at the um, parking structure at Horace Memorial. Yep. They had a nice dinner. We had some, somebody made spaghetti and brought it spaghetti and all the fixings. So what happened? I heard Tom was a field day chair and then he like left the club why, and then I don't know why the other Tom dude was. Talked, and, but the other guy did it and he wanted to do it at... Ernie Hallett Park, which has its advantages, it's physically higher and has a, like a, a fishbowl effect to reflect your signal out to the east, which technically would be nice. Um, but I think what it suffered from was low, low participation um, and low guarantees of participation. And um, the park would not let anybody do anything after dark. Yep. And some of these guys sometimes want to go overnight, and they wouldn't. They got to be out there at dusk. Um, so they dropped that, and I think they had difficulty with setting up one of their antennas that they were going to do a big antenna there. Hmm. So, um, but it was it, it was toned down at they were just a 1A station at um, Taurus Memorial um, but it worked 
there was one station I worked that was like 15A or something ridiculous like that. I've heard of I've heard of larger too, but that's just nuts. But I think the highest we had was like contact was like a 5A. And that's a lot. I actually had to I asked I just asked again like really 15A <laughs> question mark. Where'd you operate? Who me? Uh-huh. I went to a park on Sunday. Which one? Uh, Altamoma. Did you get any sats? Yes, I had one. Uh, wow. After 1800 Zulu on Sunday. So since I set up, since I didn't set up early, I could operate till 2100 Zulu. But you know, after 1800 on Sunday, everyone just just gone. So there's no point in staying on HF. But mm-hmm. uh, the benefit is the satellites are. Empty? Well, they're not empty. They're like a usual weekend, so they're oh, packed, right, but they're right, just right. not. They're not insane like right. the field day. Mm-hmm. So that I was able to get a, a contact easily there. But. That's awesome. But yeah, every year, every year though, you know, I, I I try to get a contact on satellite after eighteen hundred Z on sun, on Sunday, and, and it, without fail, someone says Sunday uh, field day's over. <laughs> I was like, no, it's not over. It's not over till twenty one hundred Z. Fail every year. Well, I found uh, Joy, June. Remember the guy that the guard that came to us and said he wanted to uh, participate? Oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, I had to go to an aerospace person to get his email address. It wouldn't come up to me. And I didn't send it out until like, I don't know, 9 o'clock this morning. So I don't know if he's going to remember to come or not. So this is the first year I actually did FT8. On field day. On field day. Yeah. So I ran two stations, one for CW and one for FT8, because I had done a little bit of FT8 at the in the June VHF contest, which was a little disappointing because I was just all DMO3, DM13 stations, and maybe right. once in a while there'd be another one from far away, but they wouldn't, they couldn't hear me. But uh, I figured, okay, well, let's give that a try. I figured it, it seemed, I, you know, it seemed like it was uh, relatively low impact, right? I can kind of set it running and then do other things, just kind of. Oh, you said it's in auto mode, so assume mm-hmm. the first first reply it would go to. Yeah, yeah. So that actually worked out okay. Yep. Did you have it set up to do auto logging for you too? Well, see, that's the thing. I don't know. If, did you guys do FT8 at no. uh, field day? We did not. Because I don't know. I don't know if this is just my configuration or what. But when I did the VHF contest, uh, it would whenever I completed a, a, Q, a QSO, it would just automatically log it. But when on field day, then every time the QSO was completed, it would pop up an error message saying that, you know, incorrect or missing exchange was there. It's like, okay, well, so I had to enter, like, I had to just physically enter my, uh, manually enter my exchange in the dialog box and hit return to log the QSO. But I didn't have, we didn't have that problem two weeks before in the VHF contest. It was, so I don't know what I don't know what the difference was, but that was a little irritating because I didn't realize that that was 
there was a problem at first because yeah, I'd never seen that dialogue before. And I was like, okay, well, missing exchange. Well, I see their exchange right there. It took me a while to realize it was my exchange that was missing because it wasn't obvious. So but that, that took a little bit of time to diagnose. <clears throat> So you were here with the uh, the club effort. I did the club here. Then I did El Segundo Amateur Radio Group up on Hilltop Park. What's we Hilltop Park? So much. Food. Is that in El Segundo? Yeah. Okay. We had so much food, and they wanted me to demo Winlink for them, so I demo demo Winlink for them. And then um, Sunday I went and got. 200 points for the uh, Hughes Club over at Wilderness Park. Wilderness Park. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. How'd you get 200 points for them? How? Same you way. Basically, you a win link then. Win link for them. I had all the messages built after I kind of learned what I was doing. Huh? You practiced on us. Yeah. Had all the messages built. I woke up at like 6 in the morning, typed in all the messages into the draft folder, got up there, coordinated every message with everybody, because another guy had built all the messages, but he got it closed, but not right. Uh-huh. And then I typed them, actually he had typed in all of it, and then I just copied it in, and then doctored them up, and went through it with another guy in the uh-huh. club, the president of the club, and we went through each one, explained it. He videotaped me for the whole thing, I was a little embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, poof, we set it off, we were done. Oh no! So later, towards the eleven o'clock, where we were finishing up, I said, "I'm going to log back in and see if I get any bounces." Because invariably, you get a bounce or you get somebody to reply to your email. Well, the guy whose tent I was using connected the output of our radio to the output of his radio, and I was—I could hear people. I could hear. Um, APRS, but I couldn't get a signal out to the uh, windling stations. So finally I called over the president and said, hey, would you troubleshoot this for me? The first thing he did was check the antenna configuration. He's like, who set this up? <laughs> so he fixed it, got through immediately then after that. But I, that's what I get for letting him connect the radio. I assume everything's fine. I went through made some calls mm-hmm. and things after we had straightened it out. And it's ra- our radio is working fine, but the president's worried that we might have hurt his radio, so I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah, if I had, ha- if I had, had time on Saturday, I would have liked to come out and see their operation. Because they have, like, what, four or five Yagis on towers or something? That's well, so impressive. what they've gotten to now, oh, I is think, it now? is one big Yagi with three filters so they can oh, do okay. three... Um, I think in the past they were doing like four or five of those big yagis and towers or something. So now they they got down to one. Fancy uh, filter, three band pass, and they only had two using only two. Yeah, saves half the setup time. (coughs) They had a UHF VHF station. They had a GOTA station. They had a six meter or eighty meter. I can't remember which. Then they had an HF ten, twenty meter or forty meter. I don't know what was down the hill. Oh, that was with the goat. I was down the hill. 
no satellite this year because uh, Brian, I can't think his last name, wasn't there. So he's the one who does. He's got this fancy dual rig, UHF and VHF, mm -hmm. both turned at 45 degrees with a Raspberry Pi, and it does the mounting and steering. And it's pretty cool. Did you sign in? Did you sign in, Shane? You already got it? Like the section manager did a couple of years she ago, like going all, going all around. Yep, that was she pretty filmed. cool. I, I she had, had her it. camera and filmed while oh, she was oh. with us. How did you see her that video? I'm sorry. How did you see the other video she did? It was, well, no, it wasn't her. It was uh, two section managers ago, or two two some uh, two field days ago, and they just drove around to like a dozen field day sites around the greater LA area. Was it on YouTube? Mm -hmm. it was on YouTube? Yeah. Oh, cool. Hmm. Should probably do that because that's what she was doing. She was going cool. through all the. Field day sites that were advertised on the website, and I actually did this because on this one because we we're in sort of a public location. Cool. Um, <clears throat> here's our stats. It's a pretty small chart, but um, basically we got 18 contacts, six on 20 meter phone, and 12 on two meter phone. We got as far as West Texas and British Columbia on the 20 meters. Um, the 2 meters, I think the furthest we got was Orange County on the 2 meters. So how come you didn't do FT8? I know you're a big FT8 guy, right? We didn't have it set up. Oh, okay. I didn't bring my home computer. I didn't bring my home system. We used exactly what was in the, in the trailer. In the trailer. Okay. We didn't run very long. We ran for this calculated it as two hours and forty-one minutes. Basically, from eleven to about three forty, we three thirty we started um, cleaning up, and we were out of there shortly after four. Um, there's our map of the contacts. We got to Texas and British Columbia. 
several in Northern California. And Bob did, um, I'll let Bob talk about this a bit. He did uh, Winlink for us, and that succeeded, and he got lots of email messages. And this on the left is what his screen looks like sending the message to me over the radio. And on the right is what I received, a copy of the message that I received in uh, Gmail. Oh, cool. So can you say any more about that, Bob? Um, yeah, so we we set up WinLink in the morning. I had a test message. Um, we went to, I think, the CCAR site first, and that worked well for a while, and then all of a sudden it, it wasn't working, so I had to switch over to uh, Orange Races, Orange County Races, and got through fine there, so that's how I sent the balance of my messages. I had built two messages, three messages in advance, and then the rest I kind of just picked up. Um, one of the things they want you to do in WinLink is give more than just an email address, so we provided a street address and a telephone number, and by making redundant ways to get a hold of a person, that sort of ensures you'll get points for sending out a message. I didn't know that at first. Because one of my email addresses was wrong and it bounced. So when I logged back into the system a little bit later, it said, hey, by the way, this email address was bad. And so the um, CMS, Common Message Server, server actually tells you whether your message get through or not, which is mm-hmm. kind of cool. That's neat. So I think that's about it. Oh, well, in total, um, we got 100 points for sending this message um, to Diana Feinberg, the uh, section manager, uh-huh. and then we got 10 points for each other free format message to the other folks that you can sort of see listed there on the right. Yeah. So the one we said is DF is Diana. Right. Okay, cool. Thank <coughs> you for the points. Um, so we did that. This is. Um, picture of the final setup. There's our Bob and Andrew. And on the left is the buddy pole. In the middle, in the back, is that's the two meter. And then the right in the back is the uh, multi-band VHF. And the trailer worked out great. The, we used the awnings and the awning on it. And um, we put the generator over by the VC2 building itself because it's quite noisy. That smells great. Yeah. What? Uh, it smells great. It smells great. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear Diane? Huh? I'll have Sean. Okay. Um, here's our antennas where we have the 20 meter vertical for the buddy pole, a 5 8 wave vertical for, for 2 meters, and then the uh, multi-band vertical that we used that was mostly for the windling stuff on that video um, we attached the things to the fence by wrapping the wrapping it right there with the with this ratcheting strap and that worked real well um, it held it very securely and we had an education table we didn't have any kids come but we did have our education table for the points 
Uh, there she is. And there's Diana. She came and visited us. Um, I gave her some water. This was hot. That's good. Uh, lessons learned. These are just what I put. If you guys, if you guys have extra ideas to add to this, uh, we need a toolbox that's dedicated to the to the EOC trailer. I think that has all the tools in it. Not that we have to pull them out from the antenna bags and things. So I think we should get that. Um, we should get the HF digital mode working in the EOC. We have I have set up the computer that's there, and it has a common login, and it has the username and password are just taped right to the computer, so anybody can log into it. Um, I brought drinks, and just I think we just need more participants. Any other ideas, especially Andrew and Bob, what, what we could improve next year? The, the HF seems a bit noisy. Uh-huh. So uh, maybe, maybe picking up the, more the, practice. the, the generator or, or maybe the cable. Okay. Some, you know, some yeah, we were getting quite a bit of noise on the on the... Um, 20 meter vertical it was like almost S9 amount of noise it was quite difficult to use um, maybe more practice with that would be uh, set up would be good <coughs> so the question is what was the source maybe yeah I'm not sure what the source was of that noise maybe the generator I don't know so the, the we could try running off of batteries with the generator off, and then turn run off of the other stuff with, with the um, generator on, and see if we if it goes away. Yeah. The Raytheon guys, Raytheon Hughes, whatever, um, they have this massive uh, filter system, and their generator is at least fifty yards away from everything. Uh-huh. And they're super quiet generators. So at 50 yards and super quiet, you can't hear them at all down the uh-huh. road. But Dale wasn't sure if their generator was making noise or not. So it would be interesting to figure that out. And I have no idea. I think a filtration system is kind of expensive, right? Well, we could see what see if we have the issue. That's true. I agree. With off of right switching from battery to the generator will definitely tell that and we have enough batteries to run for for several minutes uh, or so quite a long time um, but actually I also read of a system where they ran their um, whole system off of uh, the battery in a volt electric car because they used an inverter in the trunk and let the volt recharge it Yep. which yeah. I have so we can do that the Hughes guys found out too. They had an LED in one of their tents. Mm-hmm. The LED was making a lot of noise, and they figured it out. So they only run incandescent now. Mm-hmm. So, but we didn't have that. I don't think we had any LEDs in the trailer. They're all incandescent, right? I'm not sure. They're all 12 volt. Um, they run off of the 12 volt system. Or I like yeah. the idea of running it through a battery. That's that's. Yeah, just for, for testing of the radio, we can test that. Yeah, but even if, even if that was the problem, you can still have your generator go through a battery that's got to clean it up. 
right? Uh, it doesn't act as a filter, no. It doesn't? No. Oh, it still can come through, huh? Yeah. Um, but we could try different filters if, if, if we have that issue. Any else? Anything else? Uh, for the home move <coughs> for the home improvement cup, they ought to have a uh, portable uh, um, power source connect zero. Maybe okay. uh, we can borrow it for a day or two. Good. We need a few. Who has that? Well, we have batteries. We have we have a solar charging system and twelve volt batteries. Okay. System that we can run. Just not hooked up. To replace the generator, even it wouldn't it replace the generator because it's building. It's creating twelve, not one hundred and ten. Okay, the one that uh, they have uh, will. But what we need mostly for the radios, we just need the twelve. Mm -hmm. Right. And we would just we would just unplug from the um, power supplies yeah. and plug in plug the batteries in. And it was so bright in the trailer, we didn't need the lights in the trailer. Yeah, we didn't need the lights. Oh, the, the laptop or the computer might be the only thing we'd have to figure out how to... Those will last quite a while for a test anyway. But how would you power it if you were doing... Oh, if we ran on batteries alone? Just an inverter? Yeah, okay. We have inverters already for... And But some laptops, you can even... You can get a... 12 volt to whatever the laptop yeah, requires because the laptops always require DC anyway. Yeah. It's just like maybe 18 or something. Yeah. Some inverter is not true sine wave, it's modified sine wave. I don't mm -hmm. believe that will uh, generate more noise. Right. So, where is this uh, power thing you were talking about, Kirk? I mean, uh, check. Home Improvement Club. Mm -hmm. oh, they, yeah? they have a trailer in uh, uh, the. They use that to light up the uh, trailer. Mm -hmm. So you said you only had a handful of <coughs> HF contacts, right? Uh, you were only uh -huh. operating on 20 meters. Only 20 meters. And from about like 11 ish to, to about 2 ish or thereabouts? 233. Yeah. So you're, you're competing with everyone else. I right. mean, it, that band's kind of the best propagation wise. So you're competing with everyone else in the country. Uh -huh. uh, it might you might have more luck if if your aim is to try to get more contacts on HF, going to either forty or fifteen. I would suggest maybe you try that next time. If you if you're going to run one A next time, mm -hmm. uh, you might you might have better luck there because you will have less competition. Okay. <clears throat> will we have good propagation in the day for forty meters? You'll you'll have decent propagation locally. I mean, so if you put up a full size forty meter dipole or something, uh -huh. then you'll be able to reach out through all of California, Nevada, and Arizona okay. relatively easily. And, and and they're a lot closer, so you 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 your your hundred watts or whatever you're uh -huh. using will go far will will go farther. So, you know, again, it depends on what you're trying to de demonstrate, right? Uh -huh. If you're trying to demonstrate being able to go from here to Colorado Springs or to DC, uh -huh. then you know. Test like you fly, you'd rather be on 20. But uh, if you want to maximize contacts, it might be, especially early in the field day period where there's this whole zoo and, and, and everyone, has, everyone else is on 20, you may want to be on a different mm -hmm. battle. Mm -hmm. so. Got it. That's one thing we didn't do that I thought we might have wanted to try to do is we don't have, which I'd like you to put down, is to get the um, texting information for Colorado Springs people and or Chantilly people and see so that we have a back channel so we can 
make sure and say, hey, I'd like to get a contact now with you on field day. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. Did A0RO get on the air? We all talked about it, and then we completely, you I completely forgot about it. Because uh, yep. you're going through all these different yeah. things of getting ready and we had, and we had talked about making sure everything was good to go so that we could get these contacts on field day and then no emails happened that week. I completely forgot. I agree. I'll put it I'll put it put in, it the, the in the record that we should make a point of setting up setting contact up time. Contact time, but also exchange texting All that information. Yeah, I have it. That's so already that we can text sheet. each other. Yeah. Yeah. Not have to go call an office. I'm not gonna I be in totally an office. Agree. Yeah. I have all that for those guys. It's, yeah. it's in my cheat sheet already for the monthly. Yeah. Yeah. So why did you put up two VHF antennas just to be able to run two different? Because he videos? was hogging it with the wind link, oh, and I okay. had other stations. I could. I was sitting there twiddling my thumbs. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I set up the other. So I did four antenna, and then you were on. And what? What did you actually use? Did you use two meters? Never did. Okay. Just the 450. Just because the I get 9,600 baud. So what we, what I think we should do for you is put you on the 440 antenna only, yeah. mono band. But realistically, then, next year I'll only need 30 minutes. I mean, really only five. But okay. let's plan for 30. I'll have all the messages pre-built. I'll get in there, get out, and then. And then, because because I was a, I, I was thinking that it would be we would have gotten more contacts if we were using that right. radio because that can go and that antenna says we can just get the same contacts on 220 or on 440 or whatever. We could triple our count even if we just get the local VHF stuff. VHF UHF stuff. So that's that's another one. Um, Plan for Bob went off the dang radio <laughs> on 440 only next year. Or just or just be a little quicker about it. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, yeah. Um, how about a spectrum, a spectrum analyzer, and a, a dongle and a laptop? to help people find active channels. Did you guys think that might have helped? Um, <coughs> there was a lack of active channels. I yeah, that, that time on field day, it's literally everywhere. Yeah. It's <laughs> everywhere, and it, what it was is, is trying to weasel our way in and get a response from people and stuff. That took patience, and we just have to keep on calling and keep on calling. Is there a way we could use PF Reporter or something like that to look at our signal at certain locations? That's what we can. If we do, if we do get digital working, then we can see. Okay, who's hearing us? How is our signal at, for at least for the digital system? And that's an advantage of getting that. And I think the FT4 will be ready for next year's field day, um, and that'll be the go-to digital. Um, Mode to use for field day next year, I believe. Unless something better than that comes out. Any more ideas or questions about field day? So, just a quickie to make sure I got it. Yeah. One, a lot of noise on the HF. Right. What was the source? Try, try um, doing battery 
to a battery Ops test. next year. Battery test. I like that. Test. Battery test. Um, two, Home Improvement Club has a power system could be an option. Is that the right way to say it? Mm, I wouldn't. Okay. Um, Ryan suggested that 20 meters could be full. Might have had more luck at 40 or 50 meters. Yeah, 40 or 15. Oh, 15. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, four, make a point to contact Chantilly in Colorado Springs. Get um, cell phone info in advance. Mm-hmm. Uh, plan for Bob to work only on 440 for 30 minutes. Yeah. And then six, use digital plan to use digital. Also look at our signal props early. Yep. All right. Okay. And you did oh, congratulate right. Judy. She upgraded to General Fox. We passed her test. She was sad that she couldn't be here, but she did want to report that she went to, she couldn't make it to ours, but she went to the Hughes one in Wilderness Park and had a great time, and she got lots and lots of contacts, and it was her first field day, and she was excited, and everything wants to, can't wait for the next field day. That's good. Did she tell you the story she told me? Go ahead. Um, so one of the guys that was at the GoTo station was talking to, I think it was the GoTo station, um, go to is get on the air for you guys that don't know. Um, that's I think that's the station she used. Yeah, and and the guy was saying, hey, you know, people respond to female voices, and she's like, oh, come on, my quiet little voice. She got on the air, and people just started hammering her to mm-hmm. get to get a contact. <laughs> it was it was really funny. Yeah. That's good. Um, and. We have an issue coming up. Uh, Clark Hanley has been covering our morning net when um, Ching is not available, oh. uh, mostly on Mondays and on Fridays, and he's retiring at the end of July. So if um, if we have a volunteer that is willing to you to be our net control on those those times, <coughs> um, please step forward. Because you're, so do you do it on Mondays or just leave it to Clark on Mondays? How does it work? You sometimes have a staff meeting or something. Yeah. Do you have a staff? I have a ongoing meeting at 8 o'clock for oh, okay. the past few months. Okay. Okay. And you're a Monday to Thursday person? Uh, Tuesday to Thursday. Tuesday to Thursday. I'm not here uh, on Friday, so Clark also do on Friday. Right. Okay, so if anybody wants to do it, we have several stations throughout the company that you can use. You don't have to use your own. Um, I'm just not here reliably at 8 o'clock in the morning. Same here. (laughs) (laughs) And if I'm on, I'm over the hill, so I can't get up. Simplex is terrible, and I can hit the repeater about 50% of the time. Yeah. It has to be someone that's at aerospace exactly. at 8 o'clock, yeah. reliably each day, a, a commuter type person that's on a van or something to do it. It's sort of a nice to have. It's not mandatory, right? No, we're not going to get dinged if we start missing days, are we? Well, we'll always have 
um, so far we'll have Ching for the other days and he's Tuesday available. Thursday, right. Tuesday to Thursday, but if we can have a cup someone yeah. and it ha it's good to have more backups for Ching. Um, when he's other times when he's not available to do it too. So the more volunteers we have the better. And that's all I have. That's it. Can you uh I, I want to get um, Martin the information. I assume it's kind of easy, but do you just go to the ARRL website in, to log in your station? How, to, how do what? You, to do what? How did you log in, advertise that we were going to be here? I went to ARRL.org slash field day, and there's a field day locator um, thing there for people to find where's the load nearest state place is going to have a field day event and then if you look carefully on that there's a way to advertise your field day thing on that same locator and I just did that a couple months ago and put us in there because once we decided to be at um, VZ2 got um, and you just have to do it ahead of time there's no requirements or verification or anything it's just they put it in there because I think the South Bay Club was in there wrong because it had to advertise the Ernie Hallett Park um, where they were going to be um, any, any other ham radio questions or comments I we have a new person I've never met you I'm sorry to Bought you up. Can you tell us anything? Or what's your name? And Hi, I'm Joshua. I um, have a general class license. I've had for about five years or so. Oh, wow. Welcome. My call sign is KK6LNA. Okay. Welcome. Um, are you, uh, I see you are, in, are you a new hire or are you a summer person? Well, I've been working as an intern for the last several months, but okay. I'm supposed to be hired soon. Okay, good. Well, welcome. Uh, you can join our club where I'll send you the link and stuff to the website to how, how to join it if you want. If you're welcome, if you'd like to. Are you into anything in particular as far as yeah. ham radio stuff? There's so many different niches in the hobby, so I haven't had the opportunity to do much, too much things to set up, to set up things at home. And I have portable radio. You have a, a handheld? Like, yes, handheld. Handheld like this? Yes. Okay. Well, you can check in on our morning net each, <laughs> each day at 8 o'clock if you're here. Or you can be our new check-in person if you want. Run the net. I'd be interested in using the, the room, the ham radio room. Uh-huh. Yep. Have you seen it right here? Yes. Yeah, so well, I, I saw I noticed it when I first came here. Uh-huh. Uh, that's where Ching operates from. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, Thursday, right? Yeah. Right. You know, so if you if you wanted to do it on Monday and Friday, that'd be great. We don't have an HF. Our HF station in there is not working. We have the VHF and UHF stuff. We have an HF station working in A2 and also in D8. Uh, the website has the information um, of what what's all in those state in those stations and also what's. I, once you become a member, I'll give you the room, 
the room entry information and stuff for those rooms. So speaking of which, what's kind of the status on the various shacks and upgrades there are? Well, as far as our possession, um, A3 has, what did they, it has passed the something, the scanning phase or whatever of the A3 shack components to change ownership from security to aero, to the ham club. Did they did they ever buy that vertical? No. Okay. That's kind of why we're pushing this is mm-hmm. for them to give us all that stuff and then we'll take that burden on as as the club. Okay. And so probably what we're going to do is that will occur the next week or so where the A3 shack cuz the A3 shack if you want the history Josh is it? Yes. Um, was actually built by security. It's paid for all the equipment in there, was put in there by security with a with coordination with the club, um, but all the equipment is technically owned by security, and so we've been maintaining it and upgrading things and stuff, but like we've had an issue that the HF antenna was removed because of the roof was overhauled or upgraded. And we've had issues getting it going again. So what we've done is we've asked them to give all the stuff to the club so that it's owned by the club and we can just maintain it ourselves and pay for it and things like that with our, with our own money that we get. And so once that comes into our ownership, I'll order the stuff to put the Dream Beam on A3. The what? Another... Um, Step by, step by our, our oh, okay. another step by our antenna. We'll put on A three, and we'll put probably put the the vertical. I've asked Bob to order, and put the vertical on A two, the HF vertical, um, the that we had select, had selected. Right. Okay, put that on A two. Put the put a couple tower sections and the beam on A three. So I got a question for you guys shift gears um, on A2 uh-huh. we were thinking to put the vertical on uh-huh. one of those big I-beams but the problem is if we put it there it's hard to put guy wires off the roof so we were wondering if we should put guy wires off the, the side baffling, I don't know what other way to call it, but you know how the side have the big black walls that have... What, um, what I would suggest... Yeah is we have some of those tower sections. I'd probably put the tower sections, and I think you need one tower section to get to the top of the to the top of the penthouse about, maybe about that height, and then maybe one more tower section on that, and then put it on top of that. And then just, and use, and the tower section connects to the straps to the side of the building in which the facilities knows how to do that type of thing. Okay. And it'll be very secure. You might need some light guiding of the antenna itself up above, but that'll be quite high up. And so I would go from there to the the fence. Parapet walls. The parapet fence type things. Okay. To the top of those. Good. That's what I would do. 
That way, and then the guide line is out of the way of everybody else. It's much higher than everything, and nobody's going to trip or touch or whatever. Good. Okay. I like that's it. what I would suggest. Good. Cool. Because that's what Albert and I, when we went up to do the survey, I, we were... I don't want to touch those um, those I-beam things, because those are for the... Because it's really two buildings connected right. and right. vibrating next to each other. I wouldn't want to mess We would just... We would... We would have just mounted on one, but right. yeah, the tower on the side. I don't want to mess with those things. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So there's an A2 shack. It does have HF capabilities and DHF, and then our best shack is in D8, and it's on the top of top floor of D8. Um, and we have also, and actually, very soon that will be remotely capable. So you don't even have to be in the shack. You can, you can be at home. Did Joe ever help figure out what the problem was with the high power ramp? I don't know about the power ramp. Remember the high power of the 1001 amp was having problems the last time you tried to use it? I think he figured it out last time because I reported it and usually it's like a wire fell out or something like that. I, I thought, I I thought think, it might have been. I believe it was resolved last week. Yeah, I believe it was resolved too, but I don't remember. I don't remember what the, what the resolution was, but. All right. Anything else? Well, well, thank you for coming to the Tampa meeting. Appreciate it. Is there anybody online? I don't know. Let's see. I don't think there was any Skype people. Okay. I didn't hear any dings. No. Unless you want me to keep it. Just keep the paper. So, oh, this is your pen, right? Put it on the website. Yep. Welcome, Josh. Thanks. If you go to the AEA Clubs website, just aeaclubs.org, um, you should be able to find ours. Yes, I've seen the website. Oh, ours? Yes. Oh, good. Good. I did not know that one. So what are the rules for accessing the other shack? Pay. 
Become a member. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. And combos. It's two do- it's eighteen dollars a year. Something like that. Maybe sixteen for you guys. I think it, it's more for you. Yeah, it's more for me. Because you're Air Force, you have, it has technically it has to be more. Yeah. I tried to make it the same, but they wouldn't let me. Um, Eighteen bucks a year, um, prorated to October one. So you would have to pay for, let's say, July, August, September. and September. Three, three months. months. So that's one quarter. So that's six dollars. Send a check for six dollars to. Six? No, he's he's aerospace. Oh, he's aerospace. Yeah, so that's four bucks, maybe. Yeah, five bucks. Depending how you want to do it. Um, to Albert Leong, send a check and then fill out the form on the website. There's a membership form on there. Fill that out. All right. You're a member. And then uh, once you're a member, I'll give you a membership to the website, and that will give you access to the part where it says how to get into the rooms. All right. I'm good. And then you could actually you know, just hang out with Ching one time. And Where, where's your office? It's in this building. Oh, oh cool. Yeah. Find Ching at 8 o'clock in the morning and sit next to him while he does the nap. Right. We'll show you that. Just, we'll show just how you get the power supply and both radios come up. We have mm-hmm. two radios, mm-hmm. one for UHF uh, simplex and one for the repeater. Mm-hmm. And they're already keyed on and ready to go. You just hit this. Yeah, that's what I would suggest to do. And have him show you what, how the shack works and all the stuff. <coughs> and his, he's Ching Kong. You can shoot him an email and say, hey, help me. you're going to be there on help me, help Thursday me. or whatever. Just meet him there at 8 a.m. All right, gentlemen, have a good one. Thanks for coming. Thanks.